All right. Here we are with whatever comes to mind, you wankers. You know, I want to talk about everything and anything on this podcast, and I'm not going to, you know, write down notes or anything at this point. Maybe I will down the road. Let me tell you something. It's amazing how many times I went back and forth with, I'll do a podcast, no, I'm going to write, and, you know, basically just being a bitch all the time. It's amazing how many times I've went back and forth um, trying to make a decision, and that leads to nothing. And as my mind has become more blank and clear, I'm doing more. As I've let go of more, I'm doing more. So... That's a little little wisdom for your bitch ass. Eating some dark chocolate right now. You know, the truth is, you know, I've probably spent time, well, I got, it's got to be this way, and I got to be in better health, and my routine, and what I will say, as my routine is better with sleep, with not chasing the wrong things, with really sticking to my sleep cycle, my diet, my exercise, my yoga, my stretching, no alcohol, no weed, no drugs. I've definitely drank and experimented, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying for this point in my life now where I'm getting to where I'm at, this could be a legit run. I just, I've had sex with beautiful women. I've had fun doing drugs. I've had, and it's, it's kind of just like, I got to do another thing. It's to the next thing. Not that I threw away years of my life or anything, you know, a little background on me, in and out of school for six years, no real direction, <laughs> like most millennials, it seems like. And that's even a thing, you know, you, you can start talking shit all you want about millennials this, millennials that. There, And I'm going to talk fast sometimes, so, you know, there's just times where, yeah, I may be wrong, and that's just, that's just life. But the amount of stress I feel like millennials have put on themselves, including me, to make a change in the world, to like have a business, to be rich, to like save the world, is insane. It can be looked at and perceived as foolish sometimes, and other people, well, you know, you can't look at it that way, and this and that. There's so many things, and I just, I think a lot of what happened was, is whether we really had a say in it or not, like, this shift in compassion and empathy, we felt so responsible and still feel so responsible because we feel like, and I don't mean to speak for all millennials, but I, I think this will resonate with some people, that you feel like for so long nothing was done. And I don't mean even about the climate or about social issues. I mean just even within, like, people in growth. Now, not that like social issues don't require growth. What I mean by this is like people taking responsibility for the emotions and not, you know, coming to work different, going to the grocery store different, realizing, yeah, the world's fucked me up in certain ways and everybody's been hurt and fucked up. That's not the point. We don't want to bury it and bury it and bury it and unearthing all of this energy and these, um, thoughts and these feelings causes a disruption in the, in the fabric and fray of society.
if you believe in quantum physics and quantum entanglement and all those type of things, it's not even so much to believe. Now, I haven't done like extensive research or literature on those type of things, but my point that I'm trying to make is, is if we're all connected and these actions, there's, re, you know, actions have reactions and all these type of things like that, where, you know, if more people are trying to be their more true authentic self, and if that causes for some serious dark nights, like in your early 20s, not that, not that this hasn't happened to other generations either, so I always want to make sure because, of course, there was people in 1920 who were 20 and confused. But I'm saying, with the amount of information that millennials have been exposed to, with how empathetic I feel like millennials still are and compassionate, and wanting to make a difference every day in any way, whether that's at, you know, I'm a maintenance tech, so whether that's bringing in a good energy to the fucking work environment, and then when I go to get gas at lunch or after work, or if I'm at Whole Foods or whatever, where we're, we're trying to be happier and present people, it doesn't mean we're not going through stuff, you know. There's a lot of statistics and a lot of articles out there that talk about it being very hard for money to own a home. We don't earn as much. We were born in these goofy, you know, a lot of us are entering college two years. Well, some are already in college. I'm saying for me in 2010 when 08 happened. You know, you're going in, by the time you get out, maybe things were starting to turn up, but it was still a lower, the economy was still in a lower place, I believe, as, you know, if you're going to graduate on time in four years, which a lot of people don't do anymore, but, and not even just that, so many tech jobs and things like that, that unfortunately a, a good amount of millennials, especially if you're in a more rural area or smaller schools or even just certain parts of the country, maybe your school's a decent size, your town's a decent size, but they just weren't, the programs aren't quite there. You know, nobody can program. You know, I was at a wedding not too long ago for one of my friends from high school, and um, I think these kids are Gen Z, and, I, and I, I always had this hypothesis to my friend Woody where I'm like, look, man, this next generation, I feel like, and I didn't know this, I don't have, I have friends that or people I went to high school with who would become teachers and things like that. But I always said, look, I really believe that these kids are probably going to have some knowledge or understanding of programming now. It's just going to become normal, and that is great for the world. So hopefully a lot of those kids, no matter what path they take, they can go and program. You know, we do this thing to young people where it's like, okay, you're 18, figure it out, make money, and... Um, but we're not going to pay you that much in the beginning. Now, I'm not saying you should pay older people less because you've put in time and you have the skills and knowledge and resources and all those things, but let's take young people and make it extremely difficult. I'm not even talking about straddling them with financial debt or anything. It blows my mind that if someone's going to go be an HVAC um, apprentice for a commercial company in, or residential, doesn't matter, They'll pay that person like $10 an hour, that kid, because he's 18. Well, he lives at home, at the minimum, 15 bucks an hour. And it really should probably be 16 to 18. You know, we have these thoughts too, especially depending on where you're raised and where you come from. Oh, $20 an hour, that's a good living. Even 20 years ago, that's not in the money stretched a little more back then, even, even 20 years ago, but not that much more. They don't get it done. It's crazy where I come from when people hit 20 bucks, they think they hit the fucking lotto. You know, it, 
uh, not everybody, and yes, sometimes they speak in generalizations, it's just in the area I grew up in, people would always talk about $20 an hour like it was decent money. Now, don't get me wrong, there are people who are making $10, $8 an hour, but if you're making $20 an hour, have half a brain, and want to like live in a decent sized city, it ain't going to cut it. And I don't mean to pick on, like, when I say things like half a brain, I just mean if you've been lucky enough, genetically blessed enough to have a decent education, your brain fires at a decent capacity, you understand things halfway decently or even less than halfway decent, but you you can do simple tasks and whatnot, that's not, you're going to want to make, I'd say, any person who wants to be able to go and experience life and really experience it. I don't mean going to a Bison yachts and things like that. Like you got to make sixty grand, and even then you got to really make sure. Like, yeah, you can't. Here's the thing: you make sixty grand, and you want to eat out all the time, and it, your sixty grand is going to feel like nothing. I do it right now on the fifty k. I make twenty three fifty an hour as a maintenance tech. You know, this is what I like about me. I know wherever we started, and sometimes I'll try to backtrack in this, but that's just that's just naturally how it goes. My point is, is too, I got plenty of points, but one of the things I want to say too is, is I know I was talking about it being hard for millennials and this. It is, and we just have to, you know, these older generations with that though, and I'm not saying we're graded either. We have to understand why it's hard for people who went through world wars and, and certain tragedies to where they go, well, this stuff you guys are dealing with just isn't that big of a deal. Yes, it's way more on the emotional side, but that's why people our age are suck. I'm 20, going to be 29 in two months. People are sucking on guns and shit. Everybody's pilled out. You know, I have these thoughts all the time about, you know, I'm into yoga, I'm vegan, I'm gluten-free, no drinking. I was kind of drinking for about three, four, five months again. Not heavy or anything, but I was just drinking. And then I went to a wedding, vomited, and came back. And I was like, why do I even, why do I drink again? And I hadn't drank at one point in my life for a whole year. Then I had slowed down. I just, there's not really any reason for me to drink. I don't, it's, I'd rather go to bed early, wake up early, natural high vibration, eat good foods. I don't miss nights out. You know, there's times... I've always had this philosophy for it's like anything I can do between, you know, 5 a.m. till 10 p.m. can be just as fun as anything I can do outside of those hours, you know, in the from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. I'm not missing those nights. You know, there's day concerts throughout the summer where you can go to festivals and you, you, you can have a good time and you can, then you can still go to bed because you have goals. And, that, and that's the thing is I've realized, too. Whatever goals I may or may not hit in my life, they're worth chasing and trying to succeed to be successful. And unfortunately, you know, I have to, I, I'm going to put this out there in the universe. There was a time where I really was not that interested in money. And I think that was good in certain ways and bad in others, just like anything. I'll tell you what, you want that shit. You know, I'm 29. I got no, I have a couple credit cards. Um, no student loans. I got a blessing with that, and I had like twenty or twenty grand in student loans, and I got a blessing with that. And I'm not gonna lie, that's just a blessing. Um, I will say something to that though, and you know, take this for how how you want. And people, well, that's easy to say now and easy, and it's not though. Here's the truth: when I would get calls from Navient or whoever, and I get calls right now for credit cards because I'm still kind of shit with 
taking care of my money. That's just the truth. But I will get better and I will be successful with money. Um, what I've realized, though, is is people's worry about their student debts or their how they feel people look at them if they know they didn't finish college, they had debt because there's no way they their the family they came from was able to pay for that, or are they just somehow know like this shame or this worry? I didn't really get, not I didn't really I didn't give a fuck. You can't give a fuck in this life. It's temporary. It doesn't mean fuck up your credit and do a bunch of crazy stuff. What I mean is if you're in a position, well, that's the position you're in. All I would was, was focusing on is I would, you know, and I'm still focused on, is just getting more resources, more knowledge, more money so that I can break out of this a little bit and, and put myself in a better a better position. Um, but you, you meet people and they're... they're you know, what about your loans? And, you, and you're, you know, they'll start docking your taxes. And you're, I'm not saying said things are or are not true. I do believe this. And I know that people are going to, oh, that's that's woo-woo, hokey-hokey bullshit. But if you're constantly thinking about your debt, it's you're more likely to pick up the phone when these debt collectors are calling. You know, there's some people who really, truly believe the more you're thinking about it, the more calls you'll get. And I'm not going to lie, I would believe, with some of the stuff I've done metaphysically without drugs, I would say, not a surprise that that can happen. So, and I believe it can and does. And so you just, you have to, it's not that you don't think about it because it's in your brain. Acknowledge it and go, okay, I'm going to keep putting out vibrations that I am going to get through this one way or another. It may be 10 years before I can even pay any of these loans off. And there may be the, the, um, you know, the MIG, <laughs> talking gangster terms, but the uh, insurance, but the inflation, the, um, ugh, I can't think right now with that, but you know what I mean? It's a tax basically on your shit. Um, you know, because, you know, what, what, what adults, and you know, I'm not saying anybody does or doesn't have time to say, talk about some of the stuff and get it out there, but guess what? I'm doing it right now and it may help somebody. Say you don't pay your loans for 10, 20 years, 5, 10, 20 years, doesn't matter. You come into some good money, you got your, your head on in a better, I don't like saying your head on straight because I know plenty of people who think they have their head on straight because they can pay all their bills and make money, but they're fucking, they're way off their quote unquote reservation. I'm Native American, Creole and Blackfoot. It's a saying. I'm not saying it's a great saying, but growing up where I grew up and then just being Americanized, it's definitely, I don't say that often or very rarely. I've probably literally said that less than five times my whole life. It just came out. But the point is, is, um, you know, you, you get into a better space and then you attack it. There's programs that'll lump all your debt together or they'll say, okay, you're locked in for the next 10 years. Oh, interest was the word earlier. You're locked in for the next 10 years. And what we can do is you, as long as you make every payment for the next 10 years and you know, you can and blah, 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 blah. Like I'm saying, part of that was you in your own mind. Part of it was this person. Then, and then they'll, they'll get rid of the rest of it. But you got parents and people and stuff. You got parents. Okay.
sorry messaging a honey back and then my boss messaged me and talking about some fucking snow we're not gonna get two inches of snow Either way, it means I get to leave work early, so I don't give a fuck. So, you know, why, why you know, with this free-flowing like this is where I do like it, where the world wants to get you all scared. If you don't have shit till you're 35 financially, guess what? That's most of the population. You know, I struggle with this mightily. If I, But here's the thing. I just spend too much money on takeout. I would even I might now if I had a car payment I'd be stressed again don't get me wrong I ain't playing that shit but the truth is is you know guys there's not that much out there that you're you're not really missing anything and you know those those events those moments you want to create for yourself or with a partner um They can happen, and I guarantee it's probably not the way we think. I've had fantasies before where, like, oh, I'll meet this Colorado girl and we'll go to festivals. And the truth is, is I don't mind the going to the festival thing and meeting a girl like that. My also my point, though, is, is I don't want to be up all night. So these sometimes we have these fantasies in our mind that actually are not, as you continue to grow and see what's important, who gives a shit? You know, it's, it's not... It's not what it's cracked out to be. A lot of those people are miserable. Snowfall around one inch. Um, you know, I'm not saying don't go for the fantasies of some of those things and the idea behind it, but maybe let it play out a little more naturally. And I've, I've, I guess I shouldn't say I've struggled with it because I've always stayed pretty centered. Now, here, here's what I want to give some examples of. I've had multiple maintenance jobs because I, I used to think there's no way that this will at least, I just, not I don't want, I'll never say I just want to make $30 an hour, but that's like the minimum. I'm worth millions and everybody is, but you have to figure that all out. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying you can just sit around and claim to be worth millions and then not do anything. My point though is, is you are worth your life and your love and your light is not worth a million dollars. That's not, you can't buy that.
Um, oh, I forgot where I was at with some of that. I know we were talking about fantasies and girls, but not even it's just fantasies of these these situations. But I'm um, sorry, my fucking boss is texting me about doing snow removal. Oh, I worked a bunch of maintenance jobs thinking, you know, there's no way this will, at least I want to be able to provide for myself and live somewhere I want to live. So I think of Denver and Portland. I currently live in Denver. Um, you know, 60 grand is, I'd say pretty good money. I'd say 60 grand is pretty good. Definitely above average, but what I make right now, I'd say, like, that's okay money, average to okay, and that's 50 grand, and a lot of people would disagree with that, but that's not a lot of money. You're talking about, you have to become so disciplined, you're talking about, okay, I bring home $3,200 a month. Well, phone bill, rent's $1,300, phone bill's $100, insurance, buck $50, internet's like $70, groceries, gas. If I could take a girl out because she wants to look at my butthole, you want to buy dinner every once in a while. Otherwise, though, like I just hike and don't do shit. I don't buy a bunch of video games. I don't. I mean, where's my money? My money's gone. Like, at least now, it's not. You know, it's not more than half of my money for rent or half my money for rent. When I it used to be when I was bringing home twenty four hundred bucks a month. Well, my rent was thirteen hundred. It was. I always would be like, "Oh, my rent's twelve hundred. It was always like twelve fifty six. Now it's twelve eighty six. So that's more than half of my money. That's not a healthy. And that's what I mean earlier talking about millennials being in these crazy situations. But you know, yes, I chose to come to. And I didn't always make this. I lived in Fort Collins for two years, and for one year, I literally made. I was working at Target, and made. The point is, is my. I had a. I had a. A studio apartment for 1040 a month and I was just paying my rent and eating food and like working I end up with two jobs and you know I look back at those and I always go oh I could have saved more money back then than this yes that is always true it's pretty much true for every situation here's the thing that we're you know from a psychologist standpoint and just a real-life perspective you know why people don't save a lot of money in these situations even if it's they end up just making so from from my even twenty dollar twenty thirty I was just making to me making twenty three fifty, my stress went down. Yes, not just because I'm making a little more, but because of perspective and understanding of yes, I'm, I don't have fear of missing out. I'm not afraid if I end up spending my whole life alone. I've always through Tinder, through you know again quantum entanglement stuff. I always have these beautiful interactions with girls that I maybe date for a while. We fuck, we fool around, we have a good time, and we're, we're, we have similar paths. And I shouldn't say similar paths, but we just, we're, we've went through similar things. Or The point is, is it works. That's the point. I don't need to, you know, it works. It's a good experience no matter how long it lasts. Um, gosh, I start jumping when I start talking about this shit. But, um, fuck. You know. Uh, these also oh so I had those jobs and oh, a perspective thing too well why can I save more I was making 15 six I think at one point I was making like 16 to 18 dollars and I was living on I was making 16 bucks because I didn't make 18 till I came to Denver I was making 16 dollars lived on the property so my rent was 
a grand or so a month. And then I didn't have that many bills. I still have like, I didn't have a car payment back then. Or I still don't have a car payment. I didn't have car insurance. So I could still be left with like a grand or so after my bills. And what's crazy is I was under so much stress about the profession I was in, being around these individuals who really don't give a fuck about their life. Some do, but honestly, there's a lot of them that don't. I'd say the overwhelming majority, not very high and I'm not even saying it's just in the maintenance field. I'm starting to wonder in society how many actually high-quality men are, and women are around. I don't just mean men. I was just surrounded by a lot of men. My point to that was, yes, there's good guys in maintenance, and there's good guys in bad bank, you know. got bad. There's criminals on Wall Street. There's people who are just playing the game and use all the Forex or the, you know what I mean, these programs and softwares. And there's a, bit, a zillion ways. My, my, my point was, though, is this. The amount of stress I was under thinking that I wasn't going to be able to extract enough information from these quote-unquote grown men to where I could then use it and progress myself as a tech, you'll, you will buy more, you will order more takeout, especially when it's right at your fucking fingertips. You know, on the weekends when you're sitting around on call, you got no girlfriend, you're living in Colorado, your one friend you had out here turns out to not be that great of a friend, really. That's just how I feel about it. I think he's still a pretty decent dude, human. It's just there's times where I'm like, I can feel it and see it on his face, man, where it's almost like he thinks he should be in my shoes. He's got more money. He's got a girlfriend. He rents a house. He's got a nice truck. They have a nice Jeep together. He's got like this cool, awesome-ish, not awesome-ish, like I was going to say mystical, but it's not really the word I meant, but he's got like the... Not, it's not generic either, but when you think of people moving to Colorado, he's kind of doing it now. Him and his old lady and stuff, I just I don't necessarily always know or wonder if he even wants to be with her, but that's a whole other thing and none of my damn business. But he wasn't as good to me as I thought he was, is my point. I'm beginning to realize more and more I'm that person that I thought sometimes he I thought he was showing, but this is my point too. We all go through things like that in life, and we actually ran into each other I don't know, at this point, two, three months ago, we hung out a couple times, and then he, like normal, would never text me, so I'm just, I'm like, I don't need to, if I don't ever see this guy again, he clearly doesn't feel the same way about the relationship still, but I don't get bitter, you know, about the world and things like that, that's just the world, you, you have people in your life for a certain amount of time sometimes, and they're gone, or some stick around, or some circle around and leave, or it's, you know, that's a message within a message and all that stuff, and I definitely believe in if you're awake what I really think awake is, is when you can start recognizing patterns and yes I think obviously social social um, awake awareness and there's you know you make that what you want with awake but anyway I was talking about you know what happens to people is I think as you get older, if you're absorbing enough, if you're, you know, I get a lot of this stuff from things I've read, videos I've watched, Dr. Peterson, off Rogan's thing, but I've had these thoughts myself before multiple times. All this internet thing popped up and I was like, shit, shit, fired the measles. Um, is if, if, if you're, if your nervous system is healthy enough, I think it goes like this too, but 
the point is is when you're, you're you're going through and you're having interactions with people as you get older you should start to notice programming and, and patterns within these people you know um, different person same actions and you go oh I know a guy like that or I've dealt with this type of co-worker blah, blah blah again I'm not reinventing the wheel heel these are all new things this may just resonate with someone different because my voice you know it's I can listen to Rogan for days uh, I'm starting to be able to listen to Andrew Schultz a little more but I don't watch too much of his stuff like in the beginning I just not that Schultz doesn't have good ideas or intelligent obviously he figured certain things out within comedy and doing you know a podcast and having a YouTube channel I'm just saying like I can listen to Schaub and Theo Vaughn all the time and I think I'm way smarter than both those guys so it's not always about like an intelligence thing because clearly they have figured out something business-wise and comedy-wise that I haven't they're more entrepreneurial entrepreneurial minded than I am doesn't necessarily mean they're more intelligent and they would attest to that they're, I'm not throwing shade it's still all love I just started to realize like oh my nervous system is giving me this information back to where like it's helping me believe in myself more because you know we all question ourselves in life about our views our perceptions are these is this person really being shady and shitty but they're they put on such a good mask but I can just sense it and I can tell I've seen this type of behavior multiple times or am I a little too uptight a little too aggressive a little too um, worried and, and, and not trusting of people and eventually you know if your nervous system is healthy you got to think too you know even 50 years ago probably even 20 years ago even though you say 20 years now it's just 2000 but we've our use of technology is ramped like that is crazy to think but the truth is is we're going to be entering 2021 well 20 years ago was 2000 look how much social media and our screen time has ramped up you know and I, and I don't even just mean social media because there aren't that many people on social media actually it's 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 pretty much a false narrative and that's something I even fell for Shab talked about it on one of the podcasts once just a brief mention that like look man it's like one and whatever it's not that many people I think there's like three million people on social media that I don't know that that's got to be wrong because some people have like 150 million followers I think and stuff like that or is that too many followers they, I wonder if the biggest one's like 10 million followers I don't know the point is is there aren't that many there's bots and things like that <clears throat> but my point is is you know I probably took the longest possible route in the part of this to where what I mean is sometimes I feel like I wait I don't even know if I necessarily wait but it, I definitely do in a way but sometimes it does feel like it's supposed to happen this way but then you don't always want to say that because you're like why am I fucking my money up why am I my relationships sometimes fall apart like I mean usually uh, intimate relationships they don't really fall apart like it's not like it's they just they don't seem to work and some of that I do, sorry, some of that I do believe is meant to happen, but you just, you want to be careful with that because then you just turn into, you're 35, you keep fucking your money up all the time and you're like, oh, well, the less you know, I'm still not even in my 30s yet. I know that a lot of this can be normal for people to go through these moments where you're, you're probably moving too fast. You got to really slow down, really get into a rhythm routine. Other thing though, Nick that I tell myself sometimes people is that I say that but still most people don't really figure that out is that's my belief you know they may 
get a decent enough job, pop out a kid or two, have a home, a mortgage, pay insurance, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't mean you figured it out. So I still believe I'm on this track that most people, it's not that they can't or can't figure it out or can't necessarily perceive it. It's like they don't want to, they ignore things, and they don't want to put in the time. Like I'm doing this podcast, you start to get tired. I work maintenance, I work with my hands, and I'm a hard worker. I don't have all the knowledge or anything, but I have enough skills and I, and I try to do my best every day. <clears throat> You know, I take care of my body and stuff. This is hard to come home and do this. You know, I just worked eight hours. Tomorrow now I got to be, you know, I got to be up at like 4.35 tomorrow to go. And this is all the things where, you know, I'm starting to realize and more and more is, and I, I would say these things even, you know, I'm going to be 29. I'd say these things even five, four years ago, but we don't realize how long it takes to start creating new neuro patterns in our brain so that different connections can be made and you have to consistently go through the stub the toe phases to, so that you can get to the point where you're not stubbing your toe anymore and that could take months or years depending on you know sometimes i look at a guy like rogan i think having here's the thing i never really worked jobs and stuff in high school i look at some of these people they have very similar stories in the fact that you know, when, yeah, he, he hung out and had fun in this, but like he had to work summer jobs and stuff very young so that you could get a sense of like, oh, this isn't for me, or I'm not going to like this, or I kind of like this. I may try to do something else, but this is, I didn't have to. My parents didn't make me. That caused me serious issues when I got into the real world. I just didn't really know how to work. Don't get me now, don't get me wrong. My stomach was fucked up from food, couldn't get boners. You know, I'm a young kid, can't get hard, no confidence, everything's way down. I turned all that shit upside down, up, upside down on its head and fucked it in its butthole, though. I'm a fucking beast, boy. But I went through the work. I got on the vegan diet. I'm gluten-free. And it's really only the last... I haven't had v, uh, gluten in probably six to eight months. It's been pretty normal to not do that anymore. And then, you know, figuring out how I want to eat specifically... I get these things from Whole Foods, mix them with wild reese or quinoa, eat oatmeal in the morning, have apples and bananas at work, you know, get granola bars. I don't eat a lot of different foods and, and you know, I could start rambling about that, which I will at some point. But, you know, even bringing it all the way back to the maintenance thing, just stress. No matter where you're at or what you're doing, you can try to train yourself to start becoming more stressed. Here's the thing. We come home from work. And, you know, a lot of us want to turn on the TV. I struggle with wanting to blare music when I get home because you die all day at work. And I don't mean that it's metaphorically, but also sometimes it's true because sometimes you just, you, you're at work, you're dealing with these people and you keep running into these people. It's like, you guys don't get it. Like, I want us to do a good job and be on the same team at work, but this is not that serious. If someone makes a mistake and we're all on the same page and trying to work and get better, but you know, you got the manipulation, you got the miserable people, everybody's caffeined out, you know, everybody wants to test you, see what they can get away with is, you know, does this guy have any confidence? If he does, we're going to say, just say he's a problem and you know, we got to work on your attitude and you're going to take it up the ass your whole life. Cause I had to take it up my ass and I never figured out that I need to stand up for my fucking self cause I'm a bitch. So there's a lot of things like I can't tell any of my coworkers I have this fucking podcast. I can't tell anybody. They come hear this 
it's going to trigger it'll trigger them whether I'm talking about them or not would not matter because I'm not saying I am or I'm not what I'm saying is is oh that's how you really feel and then you know we feel this and oh you think you're better but do you think this podcast I can't just try to do something else do I not show up to work every day and put in effort and be nice put on a smile and be professional yes so I don't want to hear the bullshit but that's just anyway you know we come home we got to give our nervous system a rest but you turn on the TV nervous system music nervous system how about take a bath jack off feel good touch on yourself maybe you know pet your cat have the girl come over slob on the knob a little bit and, and, and reset but we don't we we hate our jobs and our life so much we're at work this is what my dad used to do love my dad but that's what he would do go to work in a horrible factory for I think he did it for 10 or 15 years I don't even I'm thinking from well he worked in multiple factories he probably did it for 10 to 15 years he'd come home yeah he coached football and shit sometimes for a while off and on but I just have I remember having these memories and, and I still had a good dad and don't get me wrong but he come home he works in this hot factory I go home from school and I'd have to like yell down to the basement sometimes well he'd be down there in the cold basement basically right after work turn on the TV and would read his sporting news or whatever he would do and I'd yell down and then he would like scream like what sometimes well I'm a young kid and I'm just trying to ask my dad father a question you can't come home you hate your job I get it but you can't come home and then go straight for the nervous system enhancer again because that's what they do that's what we all do and you gotta learn to tap out of that at some point in the day because you might go well at work I'm not um, I'm not on my phone and maybe you're not, not on your computer but a lot of people they're on their phones or they're on their computer those things are overriding your nervous system but also just the day-to-day -day communication with people so if you're in a cubicle all day yeah, you may not have as much human interaction but you got the fucking your nervous system and it's taking in your fucking light off your screen all day for me it's high volume high pace I got to deal with residents in the hallway all the time I got to go into their apartments fix shit you know so if they get attitude I have to remain calm and professional and try to explain these things I'm a younger guy so sometimes people want to test me and it's fucking annoying so I just have to say you know sir ma'am if you if you have any questions or don't like the work or the the service I provided you, you reach out to the office and they'll take care of you and they don't want to hear that they want me this is how miserable people are they're like I'm gonna get this kid mad and flustered you know so people suck you know there's good people out there but I'm gonna be honest with you people a lot of people suck a lot of I, I won't say the majority or even the overwhelming majority but there's a lot of people out there that suck who make good money have a good life but they're miserable still so they try to take it out on everybody else have it really go and it's fucking disgusting get off the shit though get off the caffeine 24 7 now I'm not telling anybody that you should or shouldn't do caffeine or you know pop an Adderall if you really need it at a random time even though if you ate good and that that's kind of bullshit in my opinion but my point is is there could be a time and place for everything but if you're popping here's what I won't bullshit you if you're drinking three coffees a day if you're popping Adderalls every day if you're doing probably if you're smoking weed every day and you know it's inhibiting you now if you have serious pain or you really need it to help you try to change a chemical imbalance to help you get out of depression you want to be you know, you know well, you're not a scientist Nick and you're not a you're not a psychologist you're not a lot of these things well I went to school and I have no doubt right now that I could have easily got my doctorate in sociology and psych I'm not gonna say easily 
but we and I'm not saying that I'm smarter or some special person. We all have something that we could have went and done that in. I firmly believe that, if not all, most people. Maybe it's aviation. Maybe it was you're going to go be a great, amazing carpenter, and then maybe you took that to architecture. You know, maybe you can. You're a great computer programmer. There's a bazillion things. I just know and understand humans very well, and I'm very good with understanding society, why people do things, why people don't do things, why people act the way they do, and I just. I gravitated towards that for a reason because obviously my body, my brain, my mind-body-brain connection, all that really could absorb that information and spit it back out pretty good. And that's, so that's not when I say something of like, yeah, I could have got my doctorate in those things. That's not to say that you could have got your doctorate in mechanical engineering or what or whatever your master's. I don't know if you can get a doctorate in that, but you know, intelligence has many 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 spectrums and levels and we all have something where now what i think really helps me is yes even though i gravitate towards those things i try to read things and be around things that i don't like like i don't really necessarily want to do this podcast once i start doing it i do like it and it starts to flow i'll tell you what right now i really don't want to write a book but i know that it's the right thing to do to try to push me and the closer i get to 30 the closer I feel like these things are actually going to start to manifest themselves to where I'm going to at least try to achieve some other things outside of my other work job. But um, again, there are, we all have something where we excel at. It's just, you may not go to school. You may, I went to school for six years off and on, didn't finish. Um, had so many credits for my junior college that when I met with my advisor I was transferring he's like you have so many credits you could finish in a year and a half and you can get a major and a minor I was going to major in sociology with a minor in international studies um so that's not nothing you know even at a junior college there are classes that are harder and I like I said I did understand those and really here's the funny thing though I had to stop well they took the same if you go to Harvard the those kids don't kids who go to Harvard and Yale and good schools Stanford and Brown I'm pretty sure they test out all that stuff and they just start taking more, like there's not really I don't know if there's much of a general ed for someone who is going to Harvard I had that thought the other day um, I'm like you know cause, but here's what I will say is like a lot of state schools and stuff like that in those kids can test out too I'm not saying but you know what my point is if you go to a junior college down the road there are plenty of kids at four-year schools who are taking the same schools. They just get to go to Madison. You may be at, you know, we had this UW Rock County School. Those programs are great too. You know, let's jump onto this train now. There's plenty of ways to get where you want to go, and there's even cheaper routes. I know for a fact at Rock County, if you went to UW Rock County, you probably have to graduate, but I'm not sure. But if you went there for two years, you, I think you could automatically like go to Madison or go to any state school, which Madison's a state school, public too. Um, you know, so if you're not a, you know, people, oh, what do you mean the test? Some people just, they'll standardize tests and with the time limits and they just may need tutors like on science or math. But those, so my point is, is you could go to a two-year just things that you struggle with well then you're not worrying about some tests to dictate your future you go there you learn you get you only have to take so many of those classes anyway and then you're done and you're getting into your major classes I think the hardest part of college for some people is getting through the first two years because you're not into the stuff that interests you you got to 
figure out how you're going to fucking get through math, get through science, get through reading. You know, for me, I could write a paper, write a paper with no hands. That's how good I was at that. That's not what else. My boss, I'm trying, I'm kind of like picking on my boss and he's like taking it serious about, I'm basically telling him there's no way there's going to be two inches of snow on the ground. This thing's calling for 0.8 inches in Lone Tree. He wants us to come in at six tomorrow. Okay, that's fine. But my, my point, those are my point. <sighs> totally just, but that's fine. Um, but you know, you go, you work on the with a tutor. So like for me, I was in school all that time, never passed one math class. When I went to my four year, I was failing math, but I had two A's and a B. Two A's and a B working like twenty to twenty four hours a week at Target, playing basketball and schoolwork, and I said, Fuck this, I'm moving to Colorado. And that's where everything fell apart. <laughs> It was already busting at the seams. Uh, I think sometimes, too, we have this conception that things aren't falling apart because, you know, I was in school, my best grade I've ever had. And uh, in college, you know, I was literally in, like, political science and my literature classes. And what did I have? I had a math class. Oh, so first semester I had, like, some sort of English class, which was a breeze. I was barely reading the books and then coming in there and just fucking the game up. And then I had macro or microeconomics, don't remember. And then I had um, math, which I was failing. And then I had pol some uh, political science class. <clears throat> but I think it was, I forget what it was. I don't know if it was a political, it might have been political science, don't remember. Three of those four classes I could sleep through and pass with at least a B. That's just how good I was at those things. The writing, then I liked, I really liked, um, the micro and macro economic stuff. I wasn't that great with the graphs and stuff for a second, but like I understood it. Um, and again, my body wasn't as healthy. There's things now when I can look at a graph, if I just take my time, I can dissect the information, I can blah, 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 blah. You know, that's why sometimes these actors and musicians and people do get these honorate doctorates. Now, I'm not saying all of them should be legitimate, but some of them are. You know, you, you get on your path. You never know where that's supposed to lead. You know, your, your story could be to show people that it doesn't matter what you go do for the next 10, 20 years. It's where you could end up at. You know, see, again, I'm a maintenance tech. I know I have a good brain and I've been blessed with certain things. But I'd never trust people who come out and, you know, like in my, my most recent interview, the lady, the girl, she's my age, made this comment. Like, yeah, I think we're all pretty smart. And there was this contractor guy couple weeks ago we talked about you know yeah I'm pretty smart I never trust those people if you have any form of intelligence you one you realize how much you just don't fucking know you if you're really self-observant you really start to understand as you get older because again things just start to really really layer into your bones to where you go oh my gosh I have changed my being so much that there is so much I don't understand on how to just be and how much I am changing from year to year and where that could lead. So when you say things like, I'm pretty smart, it's usually a sign that you're arrogant. And I'm, there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. I hold myself a certain way. I know that 
I know not just myself, many people hold themselves a certain way and people are so scared and beaten down by the world that they attack those people. And again, those are the ones that a lot of, yeah, there's some problem childs out there. Of course there's problem childs out there and there's people who always got something to say and always an argument and, you know, I'm very much um, against the grain sometimes, but it's not too, you know, example dressing up for this Halloween thing last weekend or two weekends ago at work. I didn't want to do it, told them I didn't want to, but I kind of caved because I could tell it was, you know, my community manager just wanted it to, to go smoothly, and, that, and that's not a hill I need to die on. So if I, you know, there's people who would make a big stink, like, oh, you know, I ain't going to let some fucking bitch tell me to this, and you think because you're my manager in this now. There's situations where, one, I would never use the bitch word in a professional setting. Not that some managers aren't bitches or fake, and they just forget where they came from, and it's I find it hilarious because it's like you weren't a manager forever, and you know what it felt like when you weren't a manager, and now you're a manager, and you're acting like an asshole. But um, what was I? The manager. The oh, there are times where. You just have to stick up for yourself and people want to deem you a problem because you have a pair of balls or a nice tight snatch on you that you keep well-groomed, well-trimmed, and you don't take shit when it's, you know, here's the thing. You can't take shit, but you can't be one of these people where it's always your answer is like when there's conflict where it's like, well, I don't let people walk all over me when it's just like you're kind of being a dick or you just did something wrong and you need to admit it. Here's the thing. Even when you hold yourself with respect and dignity dignity and honesty, people won't like that either. So you can't win no matter what. So what I suggest is that you take the high route and you're going to probably make mistakes because you have to learn how to handle it. Um, I know I did and I think most people do who, who really pull themselves together and want to complete their being. And, you know, master their chi and not let anybody, people really get them off the rocker. You're going to have to make some mistakes so you can go, oh, I, these things seem to trigger me and I don't want that response. So how do I say it in a confident, calm manner and I'm not nervous? And sometimes you are nervous. And I know there's sometimes where like oh, my hands leave and start to shake because you know someone's trying to do, do you so wrong and so bad that like your body is literally rejecting that energy. And I know people will know what I'm talking about. My point is, is. Can you recognize, okay, this is happening and my body's reacting a certain way. So in these situations, I need to take deeper breaths. I need to slow down. And even though I may tremble my words a little bit, not like a bunch, not like I'm not saying I'm like, and then I I'm not saying it's like that, but sometimes like I'll lose my breath way quicker than I normally should. So you just have to know, okay, this is happening. This is coming. Talk, breathe stay calm and that will always too then have bullies will step back because they, they know you're trying to stay calm and as even if they pick on you or prod on you and keep the more you can stay calm the less likely they are to continue to try to you know instigate a response out of you um but anyway you the point is is you can't win with with so but if you still take the high road it will come to the point where God, creator, source, all that type, whatever you want to believe in, or maybe you don't believe in anything, but maybe you just believe in, yes, if you move forward in life and do the right thing, things seem to fall in place over the period, of course, of years. And that's something that I could babble on forever that we, 
you know, manifestation and magic, I believe in all of it, but it takes time and you have to continually in, in the tough situations react and do the right thing. And you can't be going, oh, I've been doing this for six months, when's the thing, or six years, why? Because here's the thing, if you've been doing the right things for six years, you you should have already seen tangible evidence that you're doing the right thing. Situations should resolve themselves easier. Somehow things, when someone tries to slander you or do, do you wrong or dirty, they kind of take care of themselves. I'm kind of in a situation like that right now already at this place. I wouldn't say it's a very severe one, but I kind of want to, wanted to bring something up to my boss tomorrow. Today is November 9th. I kind of, but here's the thing. I'm not going to. I'm going to let creator, God, source, all of that type of thing bring the situation to me. It may be in a year and a half if I'm still at this property to where I can go boom, 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 and here's boom, 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 and I'll do it in a nice, calm, respectful way, but it will sting more, and it, it may help the world in the fact that that experience, since I'm not forcing an altercation tomorrow, which it wouldn't be, it wasn't, it's not going to be an unpleasant altercation tomorrow, but I wanted to bring some things to his attention in a calm, professional way, but I'm just not going to do that now. My point is, is if you let these situations come to you, I feel like those, they present themselves for a reason. It's, it's Yes, it's for you in a way so that you can be like, oh my gosh, this reality is so lucid, but also in the fact that it will help change that person. It, it will sink in better. It'll have more bite to it, more venom, and they may understand more not to act like a fuckboy. I firmly believe that. Here's another part why I think for me, writing and maybe starting a podcast and sharing my thoughts, I know I still have much to learn, much to go through, things that will probably change my views, my perceptions, but at least I'm at to a point now where I'm very confident in certain things. They may not even be fully right, and you may not agree with them, but I can go, gosh, I've thought these out for an extended period of time. I've went through certain things for an extended period of time. Here are some things I feel pretty good about and I can give that to the world. And I just, I never let podcasts out of my brain. Well, I kind of let podcasts go, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of was like, eh, I'll just try to focus on writing. But the point is, is I still, my, my neighbors stomp around so much, it's disgusting. It's so rude. I blare music sometimes and, I, and they blare music. I don't care about the music. They have to walk around as if they have their stomping cranberries or something. It's, 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 I barely make it, I'm like a mouse in here. It's crazy. They literally, they're walking so hard that it's as long, and usually I can't hear it when I go to bed. I've only ever had to punch my ceiling once, so I don't even care, but it's, it's disgusting. Um, but yes, th those things will be brought around and, you know, I kind of lose it because that's the funny part is, you know, that's just, that's the authenticity that I think people are looking for, even in a thing like this where I'm rambling and I just go, you know, my motherfucking neighbors just like to stop around every day they stop. And I'm just like, can you be a little more selfish? Do you know someone's underneath you? Just like I know someone underneath me, I'm on the third floor, so I don't stop around. I don't stop around anyway, no matter where I walk. And some people, I know they're just not conscious of their behavior. But, you know, that, that's a dilemma I find myself in a lot is compassion. And then sometimes, you know, 
I think there's a way to bite the head off of the snake and still do it in a, com uh, a compassionate, loving way to where you're not screaming or yelling at someone, but you, you hold yourself so well and you stay so calm. And when you do have an altercation or you need to bring something to somebody's attention, no matter if it's at the mall, at work, with your parents, with your lover, no matter what it is, it, it, it resonates and sits in so much better with people when it's calm because they calm scares people. <clears throat> Crazy wildness only really scares people who really are really, really super weak, no confidence, scare easy, and maybe they just went through some traumatic things. I'm not picking on those people. What I'm saying though is, is being quiet, calm, and collective when someone's like screaming at you and then you just respond with, hey, look, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to yell. If that's how you feel, you know, we can discuss that or we can move forward and um, whatever. So, like here's an example. My boss the other day wasn't really yelling at me, but he started to raise his voice about these keys. And I had told him, look, Jimmy, I've cut three keys. I don't think any of these are right. And he's like, I'm trying to tell you, but you're not listening. And he, I'm not going to get crazy and do it. The point is, is he kind of got loud. I just kind of stepped back, walked towards the door, looked at him and said, hey, look, man, I'm not here to argue with you and I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to go cut one more of these keys if it doesn't work. Maybe I am doing something wrong right now. And this is what I said right now. I am just giving you information so you have all of it and we can move forward from there. I end up being right. We didn't have the right keys. We cut this key. We go up to the lock. He puts it in, turns it, looks at me like key works. And he's a nice enough dude. But I go, Jimmy, that's the master key. That's use the key. You cut, puts it in, doesn't work. No apology, no nothing. That's fine. I don't need to, but it registers in my brain. You know, even today we had a little bit of a talk where, you know, in the beginning with you, I didn't really know, but it seems to be, and it was like in the beginning, there hasn't been a, mo I've been kind of shitty with him one time and it wasn't even shitty. I was just kind of sarcastic. So you could call it shitty, but he asked, did we test those keys? And I was like, yes, Jimmy. And I was just tired at the end of the day and blah, blah, blah. No excuses. I shouldn't have done that, but he doesn't really get on my nerves, but at the end, at sometimes, and, th and that maybe will happen twice a year. I mean, it probably won't even happen again because it, it basically, I never act like that. But I'm, in a way, I'm glad it happened because it showed him too, like, look, man, you're so unself-aware of your actions sometimes, and I'm just, I've had enough of it today. I do anything you ask. Yes, I may ask questions sometimes, like why do we do it this way, or can you explain why this is better, blah, blah, blah. It's not an attack or a challenge on them, even though sometimes I know people take it like that. And again, I've already learned some cool things from this guy. I think he's a decent enough guy, but the problem is too is, is with all coworkers and with people in general, until you spend a good amount of time with these people, I don't know you, and I'm going to always think you're trying to fuck me, and I'm going to assume that when you're talking shit with other coworkers about residents or the world or whatever, that you will do the same about me behind my back. doesn't mean you don't even necessarily like me, but you may say, what's Nick's problem or Nick's kind of quiet. Was he think he's better or this or that? I don't owe you or have to sit down and explain to you why I act the way I do. And I never will do that because 
end of the day, if you think there's something wrong with me or the way I hold myself or whatever, there ain't nothing I can tell you that's going to change it anyway. If I just say, look, I believe that we, everybody has, you know, divine light in them and you need to carry that with honor and purpose and morality and all these type of things and that each person has this potential in them and once you unlock it is your duty to hold yourself a certain way in the world. Even when you are uncertain at work or scared about taking the next step, you can do it with confidence so that you're not a flopping dick in the wind. That when the wind hits you, yeah, you may bend really, really far right, right, but you don't break. And then you come back left and you're like, oh my gosh, but then you somewhere get in there when that wind's blowing strong, you can somewhat stay in the fucking middle and get through and Maybe you come across something at work, like in my gig, and I and I don't have the answer. I don't know, but I feel confident that let me reach out or let me get online and look at some things, come back, or what skills do I have from, you know, if I'm laying some floor, what can I somehow pull from when I do some electrical work or some HVAC work or some plumbing work to where I can kind of not cross-analyze but cross-train to where I go, okay, I can see how these kind of relate. But anyway... You know, end of the day, you can't make everybody happy. That's an hour. It's uh, a lot of content. And, um, you know, I'm just, gonna, you know, we talked about a bunch of things. And, you know, maybe maybe sometimes I get into a little more in-depth about certain things. But I just kind of want it to free flow. And we'll just see where it goes. So I hope, I hope you guys will like it. And uh, for any listeners I get, I do appreciate it. I, I want to at least do one a week is my goal. One a week. If you do one a week, you got to think. In two weeks, that's eight podcasts. Well, in one month, if you can do one a week, well, there's basically four weeks a month. Four weeks a month. Four weeks in a month. Look where you could be out in five months. 20 podcasts. Then you have a consistent pop, 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 pop. You know, so... We'll see. Much love. Have a good night, everybody.